Get the skinny on Cincinnati sports with Richard Skinner only on local12.com on the local 12 news app. Exclusive content, in-depth analysis, podcasts, and more. Cincinnati sports news 24-7. Get the skinny only on local12.com on the local 12 news app. Welcome in to the Angry Quarterback Season 5, Episode 2. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with the real quarterback, Tony Pike of UC, Carolina Panthers, and most of all, Reading High School fame, and James Rapine from SI.com. We're going to talk some high school football, college football, and then spend a large portion on the podcast on the NFL. Week 1 is upon us. I do want to start with that for just a second because now we've got three weeks of Indiana high school football behind us. We'll be into three weeks of, of, uh, of Ohio football. Kentucky is... Despite a lot of hand-wringing, they're going to start this week. (laughs) And the NFL, obviously, the big part of it starting this week. Two months ago, I just didn't think this was ever going to come to fruition. And now it feels somewhat normal again, right? It does. It does. And you hope that football, in general, can continue in this direction. And I I don't want to jinx it, but I I feel good about the NFL. I do, too. We covered camp, all three of us. It it seemed pretty safe. Like I, I mean, I being up on that bridge, their... being up on that bridge, like I was, I felt I couldn't have felt safer. That's from you right. People. Yeah, nice you were, you, were, you were definitely distanced there. <laughs> yes, I was. And the thing is, with planes and stuff, with the NFL, they're not flying, you know, Allegiant. Right. So right. it's it's not going to be, you know, a huge risk there to travel. So I, I think uh, I think they'll be able to power through. I think somehow, I don't know if it's because of the circus that has been the Cincinnati Reds or the NBA playoffs being really good, but. It felt like it snuck up on me a little bit. No question. Me too. Like, I felt like for Even months. Even though we were covering it, it still snuck up on me. Yeah, it felt like me. months and months. I was like, man, the NFL, can can we? And then it's like game week. And I'm like, holy cow, like, this is it. Like, Chiefs and, and Texans getting ready to go. Uh, it, it, it feels good that we're well, here. And, and there's not a lot hovering over, like, and this NFL team's had some positive tests. And this, I felt like we everyone's done a really good yeah, job. Yeah, and maybe it was the fact that, that – it always felt like at some point when high school was getting ready to start that the rug was going to get pulled out there. Mm-hmm. And then when the Big Ten and Pac-12 shut down, okay, that's the first step of college football. And, boy, the NFL just can't be that far behind. And yep. yet we've had very few positive tests in the NFL. I mean, there's been just – it's been minuscule. They've, they've done a fantastic job with this without being in yeah. a bubble circumstance. And I think the electronic whistles will be a game changer for the refs. <laughs> How long until that like malfunctions and, yeah. a, and a play gets called back like a minute later? Play through the whistle play, now? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to play through the yeah. whistle. Montez Burfick would like that. Oh, oh yeah. sure, he'd love I that for it. sure. Where's he at right now? Uh, um, on the street, <laughs> somewhere. Uh, the, the other thing I think the reason it's snuck up: no preseason. Yeah, right. Yeah. We're right. used to right. that schedule and right. just having a preseason, and we we didn't get those practice games either. So yeah, exactly. We'll see how week one goes. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> gonna be very very sloppy. I think we got a good. Uh, Processor two last night to what what uh, teams that don't go live and don't practice much yeah, do because Navy you might want to go live and tackle somebody. and he came out like before he's like I'm I'm a little concerned because we haven't went live we haven't done much team we haven't tackled and then I'm watching I'm like holy cow like please don't let this be the case for week one in the NFL season yeah that's my fear as well all right let's start with some high school football where uh, last week uh, the, the game of the week obviously St Xavier LaSalle and you know LaSalle. It felt like survived the elder game, winning a double overtime. It's a LaSalle team that, that we talked about. Many in the city had thought maybe the best team overall, regardless of, of division. And St. X went to Brownsburg, Indiana, lost it overtime, turned the ball over a couple of inopportune times. And I know some people were looking at X's schedule and going, hmm, can X win a game? Are mm-hmm. they going to win a game? Well, suddenly they win, and now you look up and you go, 
all right, well, they beat the team that beat Elder by two touchdowns, so yeah. they should beat Elder. Moeller's still in a very much a rebuilding mode, and all of a sudden, X looks like a chance to go 3-0 and in the league, yeah. maybe go 4-2, and 5-1 and in the regular season, and, and they answered a lot of questions for me last week, and maybe between them and Lakota West, maybe they're the two yeah. best teams in the city. I think what's interesting, and, and you have to tip your cap, high school, it's not easy to change schemes and offenses a lot, and the best teams in high school, and you can say the same about what Doug Ramsey has done at Elder for years because you look at their offensive line from last year, they had to change a lot this year. St. X goes into that Brownsburg game and they want run for under 30 yards. Yes. And then they come out and they play power football early against LaSalle. But what, what I enjoy from the quarterback position is that is coordinators that have an understanding of how to get guys comfortable. Hitches, screens, uh, quick routes early in the game. It's for you as handing off and then yes. handing off and then handing off some more. Yes, play action. Play action, yeah. Um, give me a, a read option so I can get hit a couple times. Right, and use your speed to the corner. But no, it's, it's, it's not coming out the first few times you're throwing the ball and having to throw on third and ten. And when you do that, and you can see it in the St. X game, you can see it across some of the elder games, and, and a lot of these teams that have success moving the ball on offense, the quarterbacks get comfortable and they find ways to get it to their playmakers early. And St. X does a really good job of that. And look, for all the accolades that we've given LaSalle in that secondary, they've kind of got torched for two weeks now. And it's it's kind of one of those look-in-the-mirror moments, and I have no doubt with what Coach McLaughlin has done there, that they will right the ship and, and bounce back from that pretty well. James, I think part of the fun of this, this high school season in Ohio is, you know, it, it always felt like for so many years it was Cole Rainin and pick one other team, and that was where we were going to go with the season, right? Maybe mm-hmm. a third and while, yeah, I think X and Lakota West may be the two best to this point, West with the win over Coleraine two weeks ago and then dominated an overmatched opponent this past week, it still feels more wide open than that. And maybe also because we don't have the year where it's whittled down to eight teams in a division making the playoffs, everybody makes it. And when they get done seeding, we may have some really good second-round matchups where you go, wait a minute, they're playing them in this round? Holy cow. And that's, yeah, that's part of it, right? It is You're not, and we talked about it a little last week, you're not playing for a specific number of playoff seedings or, or, right. or, or number, spots. Yeah. And, and the, the other thing, like you look at X, if they continue to, to do this and, and, and be the, the class of the area, I, I, I don't know. To me, I, I'm with you. I, I agree that there's – what LaSalle is, is a team that's in the mix there. Yeah. This sucks. Let's Yeah, no, and <laughs> Lakota West, I think, is, is in the mix. And I'm not sure who else is, though, to be honest with you. Um it, it's hard to tell at this point because I think this season among any, when everyone makes the playoffs, you're gonna see some crazy stuff. Like I honestly feel like there are teams that once we get to week four, five, and six, are gonna say, you know what? I want to try to get this in. I want to try to do this. Right. And they'll start working on some stuff. And then the next thing you know, um, we we have some some crazy first-round matchups. We have some crazy second-round matchups. And we have some upsets that are like, where did that come right. from? This team didn't show that during the regular season. but Because they don't have to. Because right. you don't have to Because it's, 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 a, it's a whole different animal now for a lot of these programs in Ohio. That I mean, how many times has Elder in the past few years – Kind of been snake bitten at the end by and lose out seating. by a, ten, a tenth of a right. point. You don't have to worry about this year. That this year, so you're like, okay, I'm gonna let me try to do that this year. Let me let me try to get some guys some extra work late in the season. And much like we talked about with Kentucky football, then you start mixing in the the quote unquote bye week at the end where you get some guys some rest and, and stay away from injuries. When do you start holding guys back? 
Not, 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 not like players back specifically, but holding maybe plays back or holding certain packages back. I think back. when you start to feel comfortable with what you've done to that point, I mean, yeah. maybe it's by week four if you decided, hey, we wanted to put this in, but let's let's wait. Let's hold this. Um, maybe you've got a special Wildcat package for a guy that you're like, yeah, we don't really need to show this yet, but uh, we, we'll, we'll keep repping it for the next couple of weeks in practice. And I think that's the kind of the chess match of this year is you can do a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, look at the game we just talked about as an example, St. X. Looked like they weren't going to be able to run the ball against, against anyone anybody, against right, Brownsburg. Right. So maybe they just had four or five schemes in against Brownsburg, and then they said, okay, GCL – Watch this. Yes. And they yeah, changed right, it up. Right. So Good point. Yeah, I mean, and I, Plus, I, you didn't want to put something on film for the GCL right. game. Yep. So, I, again, what, what coaches do, and there's so many good high school coaches in the Cincinnati, Ohio area. I mean, it, it it's going to be crazy to watch what some of these guys are capable of doing come the playoffs. No doubt about it. Um, I want to switch over to Indiana for a second because I got a chance to watch East Central. I know you've seen them already this mm-hmm. year. You saw them against Lawrenceburg, and, and they came off a win over Moeller. And as I mentioned, this is a Moeller team that's still very much in a program that's in, in complete rebuild mode. But I think it was one that a lot of people thought, all right, nice win in the opener up at Hartley. Good Division three program, one of the best in the state in that division. They'll go to East Central and handle East Central, and they didn't. And sometimes scores are deceiving, right? You can lose and go, wait, we yeah. were better. They We turned it over five times, whatever. East Central just physically dominated. And, and I think that's a tip of the cap to East Central. I think it's concerning for Moeller, but I think it shows that East Central, he's got he's played a pretty good schedule to start things off. Um, you know, they went to Chittard, which is the num- yeah. uh, number one ranked team in, div- in 3A in the, in the state of Indiana. Lost 10 nothing, Beat Lawrenceburg, as you saw. And they're big. And the kid going to UC, uh, the Luke Collinsworth kids, he is a monster. 315, and he can move. He moves really well. Um, I wasn't completely blown away that East Central won. I was blown away with how they won. Right. Uh, When you historically think of an Indiana team and Moeller going to play there, you think of the Moeller teams of the past that are just going to go and play bully ball and be more physical. And to walk away from that game and say, man, East Central was the aggressor. East Central controlled the line of scrimmage. They didn't have to do so with razzle-dazzle. They didn't have to do so with trick plays and spreading them out. They just lined up and punched them in the mouth. Credit to East Central because that's something that historically not a lot of teams do uh, to a Mueller program. So a a great start for East Central. And now that you've played that out-of-conference schedule and that tough tough lineup, you feel really good about where you're going. Also – we see years where there's expectations for a team, and there were a lot of them on Princeton last year. You know, you, you had the you, you had the transfer of the uh, the offensive lineman from Santa Paris State, Johnson. Paris Johnson, is going to Ohio, or is it at Ohio State? He's not playing because nobody's mm-hmm. playing at Ohio State. Um, Come on, Big Ten. You had uh, you had <laughs> Darian Henry, outstanding defensive tackle as well. You had Jaheim Thomas, who's at UC. I mean, you had some dudes on that football team, and a lot was expected of that Princeton team. Went six and four, eked into the playoffs, got beat in the first round of the playoffs. And after they lost all those guys, you think, all right, this will suddenly be yeah. a down year. And look up and 2-0. and And I guess we see that a lot in sports, right? Sometimes expectations are hard to match. They're mm-hmm. hard to meet. And they didn't meet them last year. Maybe with all those guys gone, you think, let's just go play. Mm-hmm. Let's not worry about expectations. And let's – I've seen high school kids too, and this this is going to sound like a knock and maybe it is. Some guys get that scholarship – and all they're looking forward to doing is getting to the neck, getting to the college. Yeah. You know, they're making sure they ain't getting hurt in that senior year of high school football. And I don't blame them. I don't either. You know, I mean, I would, you know, if you know, hey, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm going to do. This is the coach I'm playing. My for. future is somewhere else. Can you really focus no. on that Friday night game? <laughs> exactly. Is it that? You know, is it that? You know, are you going to go the extra mile? 
and you're getting the best punch from every team. Yes, every be, be, single because week because they've heard nothing. Oh, about, uh, they've heard he's going to Ohio State. Yeah. Oh yeah. well, we'll see. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll see, exactly. Mr. Buckeye. And, yeah. yeah, and I'm just using Paris as an example, but obviously you mentioned multiple. Well, I, I watched it with Jackson Carmen his senior year at Fairfield. I thought yeah. this kid is never going to make it in, in any way, shape, or form. And yet, here he is starting at Clemson. So, I mean, yeah. you see those kids all the time. And I think a lot of that is that. It's just their focus has now changed somewhere else. And I get it. I'm with you. I totally get it. I, how did you not do that? Well, because I didn't have a scholarship. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was playing for one. You, you have to be wired differently as a 17-, 18-year-old kid to do that because – so many guys get that offer and they, they commit it and then they just take their foot off the gas. There, there's a very rare few that once they get the scholarship, say, okay, watch what I do this year. Yeah, right, now. right. And then there's the guys that are playing their senior year. And I think that's why this year's different. Not a lot of those juniors had off-season camps. So they're playing for something this year, and you're going to see that from a lot of guys. That's but a great it, point. But it's hard. It, it's, it's very easy just to hit cruise control and say, look, I've, I've already arrived. I'm, I'm going to the next level. You have to have you have to be wired differently, and I think look it it takes coaches a while too. Like let's be honest, for years Lakota West had rosters that looked like college rosters, and Tom Bolden is now there, and he's getting the job done with those guys. And for Mike Daniels, maybe it was a learning curve, mm-hmm. and you you get all those guys together, and it's tough to maybe say okay we're going to play as a team when you got all these guys getting ready to go elsewhere. Um, they they've built something in, and I think the matchup this week against Colerain is going to be. Fantastic, because Coleraine got embarrassed. They got punched in the mouth week one. They bounced back against Oak Hills. Which they should have. They should have. I think it'll be interesting to see where both of these teams are this week in what should be a really good game. Oak Hills had negative 30 yards rushing, in case anybody's wondering. That's that's not good. Is that right? Negative 30? Oh, that's Is not it good. good. That's probably not, not so good. Mm. Uh, Kings did not play week one. They were COVIDed mm. out, but then decided, you know what? <laughs> we're going to unload on somebody in week two, put up 70 points on, on Anderson. And that's that's been a good program for a long time, Kings. But when we always talk in Division Two, we're always talking Winton Woods, LaSalle, and maybe Kings makes it a third, maybe? Yeah. Looks like their quarterback's been trained up pretty well this well, offseason. Who, who trained him? Do you know? I don't know. Never oh. heard of him. 70. Oh. What's it, what's Never heard sh- of the g- trainer. Never g- heard g- of the trainer. Give a shout-out for the kid first. Jackson. Yes. My guy, Jackson. Um, when quarterbacks come to train yes. and they bring receivers with them and their receivers are really talented, feel really good about what that quarterback's <laughs> going to be able to do this year. Kings has some weapons. Last year they struggled a little bit on the line, and there wasn't a lot of protection back there. Kings has some dudes. They have some weapons. They can put up, as you see, they can 70. put up a lot of points. And uh, for a team that I think for, for years is kind of on the outside looking in, I think they can kind of make their case known this year. Yeah, no question. Uh, one other team I want to talk about is Indian Hill, and this is a year where unfortunately Indian Hill and Wyoming do not play each mm. other. Um, probably a year where Indian Hill is is probably on paper the better team. Indian Hill's got a couple dudes. John Thornton, the former Bengals' son, is the quarterback. Ty Thornton and Antoine Peake's son, Antoine yeah. Peake Jr., is, is a really good running back. That's pretty good pedigree. <laughs> you uh, got yes. two, two guys like that in your program, right? Yes, that's decent. And in, in a loaded CHL, right? Yeah, no. Reading held their own week one, twenty-one nothing. Are you gonna live on? Are you gonna live on that one half of football? How about a, how about a huge bounce back against Finneytown? Oh yeah, and, dominant. And, and there's nothing that tells you that your team is ready to bounce yeah. back when you can go beat Finneytown. Yeah. No, That's Indi- huge. No, all in all honesty, Indian Hill for a couple years now, they've been that that second dog. They've they've had and a some, good second dog, but just can't get by Wyoming. They've had some really good battles against right. Wyoming in the season. They end up playing twice because that's how the playoffs, playoffs work. Yeah. I think this is a year Indian Hill gets him, and, and that. There, there's no better off-season 
training mentality than putting that Wyoming score up there and, and say, look, is this the year or are they going to give us that hurdle again? So I think Indian Hill's in a really good place. And based on seating, because coaches are going to vote for the seating when it's all said and done this year for the playoffs, you probably won't have an Indian Hill-Wyoming matchup till maybe round three. But yeah. how about potentially at that point, ain't no Wyoming, ain't no Indian Ooh. Hill when it matters most. That yep. could be really, really good. Again, as I mentioned, it's week one in uh, Kentucky this week. I'm glad they're getting a chance to play. Some games that we'll have for you here on ESP Media this week at watchhssports.tv. I'll be in Louisville for Molar Trinity. we got Princeton at Coleraine and Wyoming trying to make it 3-0, travels to Madeira. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, we'll talk some college football. Still ahead, some NFL and Bengals and talk. The, and the Be- Beachwood's back this week. The Beachwood's Wood. back. They play at, Cor- go. They play at Corbin. Your that's guy a, that's Cam a trip. It's, it's a tough trip. How about their schedule? They start with Corbin and then Covcath. <laughs> and then just, I think Ryle. So they go Corbin, which is one of the better teams, yes. I believe, in 3A. Covcath arguably has been the best team in the state the last two years, no matter what class yeah. you're talking about and then oh class 6a ryle that's a good I'm just, start I'm, I'm glad kentucky got it right and they're back i'm glad Thank they got you. it right and they're back and hopefully they stay back we are back too with college football next it's the angry quarterback season five episode two from esp media when choosing a law firm experience counts as well as empathy and personal attention since 1986 the dedicated team of attorneys and staff at fox and fox have shared a passion for winning and aggressively fighting to obtain justice our clients deserve But victory is not the only driving force at Fox & Fox. We also measure our success by the well-being of the people we serve. Call 513-961-6644 today or contact us online at foxfoxlaw.com for a free initial consultation regarding workers' compensation, social security disability, or criminal law. Of the Angry Quarterbacks what? Podcast, I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with the real quarterback, Tony Pike, our, and James Rapine of SI.com. Are we going to name our studio this year? Because last year we had the James, James Rapine, Rapine Memorial. Memorial. And he's back from the dead. He's back from the depths of hell of Cleveland, Ohio. We gotta, I have to we come up with something. A studio name. Something about me returning. Mm. Make mm. it about me again. Wow. Come how, on. How about how about the John Ross Injury Room? Call from the John Ross Injury Studio. Wow. So when he has three touchdowns on Sunday. And then pulls a hammy. And then pulls a hammy and doesn't play for another month. Bull. He's going to have three touchdowns Sunday. Uh, we're going to talk about that here just a little and bit. And you're one to talk about injuries, Tony. Good God. <laughs> Let's talk some college football. Uh, we are underway. We've had some uh, some less than, than major games being played. And we don't have a whole lot of major games this coming weekend. But we do have... Some some major leagues that are starting to play. The ACC is re- getting ready to play. The Big Twelve is getting ready to play. My question for you, and you mentioned a little bit at the start of the podcast, uh, BYU Navy. This is supposed to be a pretty good Navy team coming off eleven and two. They did lose their quarterback. They got a chunk of guys back on defense, but they decided not to go live during camp. And boy, did it show. I mean, they look like they were participating in their first day of camp, and it's a good BYU yeah. team. Can we sure. agree that BYU is number one in the country? Well, they are right now. As if we sit <laughs> here today, at it last night <laughs> they are number they one. They passed right now. the eye test. How about BYU now? They're with playing that all because they're an independent. Yeah. How about you know we were talking last week? If UC runs the table, Ooh. could they be part of the college football playoff? Ooh. What about BYU? Man, Desmond Howard. Yep. My guy well, he picked the Bearcats. He took the Bearcats. We talked about that last week. Um, I th- I think you're going to see this across the the landscape and and. Is it Niamatololo? Yes. I pronounced Ken. that right. Ken. Just, got called, just like your guy Jackson, Ken. who can't yes. pronounce his last name. Ken. King. Ken. Ken. Um, 
he came out before the game last night. And I was thinking about betting this game. He came out before the game. He's like, I'm I'm interested to see. I think I heard your guy Mo say yeah. like the first half under. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. He came out before the game and he said, I'm I'm interested and I'm nervous to see because we haven't done much team. We haven't gone live and we haven't done any live tackling. We're trying to do our best to stay separated and stay safe. And when I heard that, I'm thinking to myself, like, wait, what? Like <laughs> nothing? Because I've I've watched some UC stuff and I've watched some of their stuff at Camp High Ground. They're being physical. They're they're going all in, and uh, and to watch that last night, and then to watch how that unfolded, you sit back. And you're like, man, is this a is this a precursor to college football? Mm-hmm. Is it a precursor to Week One of the NFL season? You hope not, because that was a tough game to try to watch well, the, last the, night. The flip side, though, is, and you hear this from a lot of people, and BYU didn't schedule this game until late because of yeah. the scheduling changes. Which is why I thought, okay, a late game against a, a triple, triple option, option team. Yeah. Uh, that's supposed to be advantage triple option team, right? Yeah. It, it sure, not, sure wasn't. Not the case because you didn't have those live reps. And, again, we, we, we're seeing that this year because of no preseason football. And a lot of football teams, that's why you see teams like, let's say, UC is playing Austin P. That's for a reason. And for a lot of seasons, that's because there's no preseason in college. So, yeah, that's your easy This year, game. it's even better because you don't have to go out against BYU and figure out what do we have on this team. You're going to have a chance week one to do that if you're a team like UC and most of the college football schedule with, with how these schedules pan out. I can't believe they didn't go live at all. That is I know, crazy. That's right. ridiculous. For like a week at least, right? Look, I get you got to be safe. You're also, once you decide to play football. You're playing football. You have to play football. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was shocked at how little – the Bengals went live. I was too during yeah. camp. I, I, I thought, thought we I'd were see, gonna sig- see more, much more of it. Yes, and we didn't at all. And they certainly aren't going live this week. No, you know it's game so, week. So, so we'll see. That's right. So we'll we'll see there. But man, you're not going to scrimmage once and and really hit. Well, scrimmage right right. They scrimmage no, I'm twice. No, about Navy. I'm talking about Navy. Oh, Navy. Like, gonna, like not yeah. one time. Yeah. And, are you going to break camp and say we got we're going to go one live just, scrimmage? Just, just imagine higher ground. It's physical there. Yeah. They get after. I and I don't know. I don't know about this year, but I assume they were hitting. I guarantee you they were hitting. I guarantee you they were hitting. We said yeah. this, and, and not to continue to bounce back and forth to the NFL, but we said at times, and, and you brought it up with A.J. Green, you can't just continue to let him live in a bubble. Right. Eventually you have to treat him like college football or NFL go, players. Go play. And at the college level, you have to do that because I guarantee there's coaches right now across the country that took the same approach as Navy that watched that game last night like, holy cow, yeah. what are we doing? We're tackling today, yes. boys. And then there's coaches. Get out there. That went about it like a normal camp, and I bet they're feeling really good about where they're at right yeah, now. Yeah, because I think if you were if if you had any inkling or hope or belief you were going to play football, yeah, then you better be ready to play football. Right. I mean, it's pretty. And Navy simple. was not. Yeah, this no. isn't spring. This no, isn't right. the spring yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the spring game where you can take another two months and go. Okay, yeah. we'll play football when it comes back. And to the credit fall. and credit Navy and, and the coaching staff for saying that's all. That's on us. Yeah, it's our fault. Yeah. I get that, but man, that's that that's your product on the field, and and that's a game where. All eyes are on you. And that was a bad look last night. How do you night. not go live at all? Anyways. That's, that's a great question. Um, UC opted to pick up a second non-conference game. I'm glad they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, the more games, the better for everybody. And they picked up Army. And we talked last week about, hey, got a great chance to run the table. If you do, are you in this conversation? You mentioned Desmond Howard mentioned that very thing. Yep. After watching Army, and they did play an overmatched Middle Tennessee State, but it's still it's been a bowl program, mm-hmm. Middle Tennessee State. Army looks really good. That becomes suddenly a pretty dangerous week two game, would, especially when I, and I know you can spend some time the next week or so getting ready for that without having to worry too much about Austin P. But it's still that's I think that all of a sudden becomes a very dangerous game for UC. Previous years, I would say yes. 
but the recent success that Marcus Freeman and that defense against had triple against options, Navy, Navy yeah. makes me feel really good. Also, the fact that not only in the AAC, but the secondary for UC is, is one of the good. best in the country. Marcus Freeman just got a raise. Um, what he's going to be able to do with those front seven in a lot of games this year is going to be, I think, really special. And I think on, on the UC point real quick, because you mentioned what Desmond Howard said, I watched SMU, who's kind of a dark horse team in the Struggle. AAC. Wasn't very impressed. No. I watched Memphis. And again, it is week one for yeah. – and, and I, I I do the same thing. I make such snap judgments on teams, yep. and, and if I'm gambling against them, I still can remember how much I, I was disappointed yeah. in week one. And then by week five, you're like, yep. damn, they're really good. We, we rushed to judgment, yeah. but I wasn't blown away by Memphis either no, right. in week I, one. I agree with you. And again, for for a lot, I think it comes down to that UCF game for Cincinnati this year. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Um, not a lot of huge games this week, although as I mentioned, we do have the ACC story. But I'm going to ask you, Wake Forest. You're wearing your uh, a t-shirt. Your brother played yeah. played at Wake Forest. They are a 32 and a half point underdog to number one Clemson. You taking the points? Yeah. You taking it this early on? Absolutely, I'm taking it. Ooh. 32 and a what? half. 61. 32 James. and a what half. Let's say you. I'm going 61. 10. Is Trevor yeah, Lawrence I, playing? Is he playing? If this he's going to have If this was March, I would say no, he's not playing. 32 and a half. And Trevor Lawrence is the one that wanted to play. Yes, you, Trevor Lawrence is you, playing. Do you remember the last time Clemson was on the field? All Wake Forest they're has to do is back into a couple touchdowns. Run it up. They're going to they're going to drop 70. Game day at Wake? They're going to drop 70. That place 70. will be electric. Except for no fans, but yeah, they're, used yeah, they're, they're used to that. They're used to that. Clemson is not. Place will be electric. <laughs> The, the quiet is going to get to Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is going to be Joe Burrow like this year. I have a feeling. Mm. I think he's going to scorch the according earth. To, according to what Pro Football Focus, I mean, he, Trevor Lawrence is already going to be the third best quarterback in five years in the NFL. Trevor right? Lawrence is a stud, guys. Yeah, I, so, I, I know everyone in Cincinnati loves Burrow. Are, are, are you laying sure. the points? Thirty-two and a half. Oh yeah. Okay. He didn't even. He has Trevor Lawrence that. is already in Jacksonville, right? Um, that's, we talked about high school players looking ahead. Trevor Lawrence is looking at Jacksonville already. Trevor Lawrence is looking at Wake Forest and winning a national championship. He's the one. Remember, no. he wrote letters. He wanted to play. Trevor Lawrence is already buying a house in Jacksonville. He's go, yeah, he's well, he going to end be. up. He's going to end up having one loss. You mean going to be to Joe Burrow? You mean London, right? One college football loss. <laughs> That's London. right. To Joe Burrow, yeah. <laughs> going across the pond. Yeah, he better be buying a house in London because that's where he's going to be spending most of his time. Next with that decade, you taking Lawrence or Burrow? Oh. Ooh, wow! I'm gonna say that one. See? Yeah, I like. I, I like. Yeah. I might. I'm. I'm. I may take Burrow. Uh, 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 uh. I may take Burrow. You hesitated a lot. I did. And then you realized where you were talking. Yeah, no. And no, a no. lot of in a lot of those situations, I go on hair game alone. I take Burrow's hair game. Yeah, he's uh, Trevor, really? Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence needs a he, look good, uh, feel good, it. feel good, play good. I'm, that's that's a very good call. Thank you. That's a very good call. Lastly, before we move on to the NFL and, and talk some Bengals. Um, the, the latest on the Big Ten now is there's reports that they, they, they will not play by the end of this year. What are they? I mean, who's leading? What are they doing? What are, what are we thinking here? They're a joke. It is. That's it. I mean, just so you're going to watch the ACC and the SEC. Oh, but they're being irresponsible, James. And Don't the you NFL, know that? They, we have the same medicals they have. And, they're being irresponsible. And X and Moeller and all of these schools that are going to send guys to your program programs over the next year or two play on Friday nights and Sundays and Saturdays. Uh, Pitt's playing this weekend. Is Penn State going to play? Exactly. No. Makes no sense. None. None. I think Iowa State's playing either this week or next week. Is Iowa playing? No. Huh. It's September 8th. That that October 10th 
You can still do it. Easily. Jim Harbaugh it, said they can be ready to play a game in what two are, weeks. What are well, hell, of, Navy wasn't ready when they started playing. No, I, guess, yet, I mean, how much do you I, need to I, tackle? I've heard this question asked, and it's a legitimate one. And, and I don't know. We've talked about teams tackling and, and doing live stuff. I don't know if they're all doing it in the Big Ten. I know some are. I think Michigan's doing some mm-hmm. live stuff. So you're telling me it's safe to do two or three live practices a week, right? And then, but you can't play against another opponent? Right. That's also being tested, also doing yeah, the same I mean, safety regulations. Give me a break. It's a joke. The crazy thing to me is, it's like you said, it's not like the Big Ten said we're not having a season and the players just went on vacation. They're still there working. They're practicing each week. Going to class. They're training. They're going to class. They're going to online class. You yeah. can easily pick this back up and be ready to play in a month. 100%. Because they're still, again, they're still training. It's not like it's like season's canceled, we'll see you next year. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden you need another six right. weeks to ramp back up. You're still having workouts. Yes. You're, you're still building up with the thought of having a season. The question is, and, and what it would be, if they even were to play in October, how would they factor into the playoff or anything like that? Because there's no way with teams having a, a full month plus of games – that you could change that. It's not like it's not like in baseball where well, it's like, oh, no, we'll just play a Saturday, Sunday this so, week. Sorry for this, Ohio State and Big Ten fans. They don't have to worry about that anyway. Usually, so so that's probably a moot point. <laughs> um, but I, I get I get what you're saying. But you know that what? would be the only team that would have to worry about it. Probably. That's true. Yes, that that's correct. Is, um, is Ohio State? I still think if if I saw somebody who put this schedule together right, I think they had I think they had done the first week of October, not the second, and it squeezed in ten games plus a champion plus a Big Ten championship game. So if we're knocking it back to another week, and you mentioned a month from today, you could go to October 10th and play. Mm-hmm. You could get nine games and still a Big Ten title game. That's ten. Yeah. I mean, what you it's know, most and depending are on 10 how eleven, and depending on how they're training, and it doesn't need to be the whole conference. Right, it, do, it doesn't need to be. Uh, if but, you don't but, want to play, don't play. Yeah, and, and depending exactly. on how, uh, d- depending on how much they're training and stuff, maybe you could start sooner. Maybe yes. maybe you could no, start October Jim, one. Like James Jim Harbaugh said. What three days ago? We could play a game in two weeks. We could be ready to literally play a game in two weeks because of what we talked about. They're training up for it. They're practicing as normal. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just it, it, it's a disservice because again, I, I mentioned this last week. Playing at UC and 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 being in Carolina, I watched guys go through a tough decision during the week with their families, the trainers, the coaches on if they should play or not. And every time they had the ultimate decision. You mentioned your own personal. I, I had with the that. ultimate decision, and you took that away from guys this year. That again, very very few of these guys get to play in the NFL. This is it. I mean, this and and for a team like Ohio State with Justin Fields coming back, you had to feel like you had a chance to win a national championship. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And that that's being taken away because the Big Ten irresponsibly instead of just kicking the can down the road some more like these other conferences did, they they jumped the gun. And now they, they look stupid for it, and now you're and, – and, and what is it – what's it become now? It becomes political. We're hearing from the White House. We're hearing from the Big Ten. All these parents have pushed back. It, it is a complete circus right now. And, again, you can't do spring football. I, I don't – you can say all you want. The, the, Pac, the Pac-12 is, is definitively said we are going to start in January. Right. Which, but, but, but How do you ever get back to normalcy with the other conferences, I, though? I, I don't know. If it's about that's, player safety, you can legit, never no, do that. I, I don't know that. That's a great question. So I, I think joke. I go back to both these conferences really, I think, thought they were quelling um, anarchy among the players and thought that the other conferences would soon follow. And when they didn't, they started looking around going, oh, but our safety protocols tell us we shouldn't play. They're being irresponsible. 
You know, I, I just don't see those other conferences being irresponsible. I you, don't. I think they kicked the can down the road to the point where guess what we're doing now? What are we doing now? You know who should we're do playing. something? The Rock. Just bought the XFL. <laughs> Turn the XFL into like a the Big Ten into like a Big Ten minor league uh, he, system he for the pay NFL. Justin Fields three hundred thousand yes. dollars. You go play play. one year in the XFL and then you can still get drafted. Yeah, although what if he gets exposed, doesn't play nope. well, and he goes from a second round pick to a or a second I'm, overall pick to a whatever. Well, he pick. can take insurance out. Yes, too. that's a good point. I want an NFL farm system. XFL can do it. The Rock just got over COVID. That's right, he did. Now he, he can, and his whole family. I now think. he can dive into it. Yes, he can. And the other thing, real quick, if look, if some of these college football players, NFL, <clears throat> any of them, get COVID, and it's going to happen. The last thing media needs to do, and we're in the media, is overreact. Is lose their mind like they did on baseball when the Miami Marlins had decided to go clubbing like idiots in Atlanta. Like when that, but happened, it was lesson learned, I think, for everybody in the league at down. that point. Uh, shut it. It down. was absolutely. But but what I'm saying is, is I don't want people like if the Bengals have knock on wood five players test positive for COVID and next week or the week That's after. The most Bengals thing ever. The last thing that you need to do is say, "All right, well, end the se- close the no, season." That's right. Now. I'm with you. No, don't. I, do I've that. said it all along. Yeah. I, the and I told you the times I've been on, on on your show on the radio when we talked about this two three months ago. Mm-hmm. The more I kept hearing of teams having guys test positive and yet no serious repercussions, the more I said that makes me more confident to play. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting positive tests out of it. Doesn't mean they have it. Doesn't mean they have it seriously. And yet we heard positive tests. What if we heard of a hospitalization? Not even a hospitalization. Not even that. Yeah. And guys have the power too. You know, if, if if someone in your family is unfortunately then you can say I'm not going to play. Then you don't have to play. And, and you get a red shirt here. And, and, and I don't. Move on. And I don't think that anyone in the media has blasted that. crushed somebody no. for that. It's hey, it's a, that's your. But decision. I would change. I think there is going to be a faction that will overreact yes. to something. Like 100%. The first, the first one that gets hospitalized will be an overreaction. Yeah. Never mind watching Alex Smith get his leg almost amputated. Right. That that didn't make everybody go. Let's nope. shut football down. <laughs> and I know. Look, that doesn't mean because he's going to have a broken leg that you're going to catch a broken leg too. Right. But the overreaction to all of this it's a dangerous game. I think it's got to the point of the more I hear of positive tests, and we've had a couple of Bengals that, that have either had it or we thought might have had it. And you know, Ryan Finley got sick last week and. Don't know if that was Never related to Never got placed on COVID. Yeah, Correct. Maybe had flu or Correct. Something. Or maybe even had symptoms of it to some degree, and mm-hmm. they just said, let's get you away from this this thing, and then comes back. It's it, Look, the more I see positives and nothing serious, I'm going, great. That's, yeah. that's a positive for me. Anytime mm-hmm. you step on the field, you're taking a risk. Yes. Have you seen how big some of these defensive linemen are and how fast they are and no how question. strong these guys are? It's a risk anytime you're on the field that players decide to take. So well, you COVID felt how be, big Carlos yes, Dunlap is. Yes. So he's COVID crushed you in the COVID's the same thing. You're taking a risk. Three sacks? Huh? Three sacks? Ish. Is that, yeah, ish. Three picks? Yeah. Seven picks? No. Zero. That was the night. That was not the Tony Pick game. Right. No, I, well, I know he, he didn't have to throw. He ball. didn't have to throw any picks. I'm he, not. He I didn't get a chance to throw. When, any when, hey, when ball. you lost to the guy, that's going to be uh, playing the, against the Bengals this weekend, right? Tyrod Taylor? Tyrod. Oh, man. It's got to really heat you, doesn't it? Yep. Really yeah. heat you. We'll move on. Let's talk some NFL next. we talk next. Bengals? We will. We'll take a timeout. We come back. Our final segment, talking some NFL and Bengals. It's the Angry Quarterbacks from ESP Media. For professional staffing, there's only one name you need to know. Robert Half. Robert Half custom matches our candidates to your specific hiring requirements by combining personalized service from local staffing experts with an advanced matching technology based on 70 years of successful placements. For highly skilled accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, or administrative staffing, count on Robert Half. We'll find you productive, engaged employees. Learn more at roberthalf.com radio.
Get the skinny on Cincinnati sports with Richard Skinner only on local12.com and the local 12 news app. Exclusive content, in-depth analysis, podcasts, and more. Cincinnati sports news 24-7. Get the skinny only on local12.com and the local 12 news app. Welcome back into the final segment of the Angry Quarterbacks. We've talked some high school football, some college football, and now some NFL and the Bengals. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12, Local12.com. The real quarterback is Tony Pike. He's the quarterback whisperer these days, teaching the youngins in the area. Again, Tony, please tell people how they can get a hold of you. T. Pike uh, 15, is it? Tony underscore Pike 15. Six, 15. Anthony.Pike16 at gmail.com. Ah, that's what, see, that's why I get confused with your numbers also. all the time. I, I really yeah. do. Yeah. And James Rapine from SI.com. James Rapine's everywhere. Well, let, let me just say this about our, our podcast last week. I, I, I set an over under for Joe Mixon games played at one. I know you were taken aback initially until we kind of talked through why I set the number at one. I still took the over. You did, and so you were correct on that. Uh, by the way, I'm setting the FC Cincinnati total goals for oh. the rest of your one. Over or under? Under. Can, okay. I, can I say what's what's worse right now, watching the Reds play or watching an FC Cincinnati game? Well, I'd have to watch an FC Cincinnati game first, so there's that. Man. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. There, there, there is that. Dropping the hammer. Um, it, It's so funny. We set that, and within hours, suddenly, or days, or whatever it was, hours, I think it was, Joe Mixon signs his extension. I think the, the point from last week was how this might have played out. It became a moot point, and I'm glad they got it done, because I think, as I've mentioned, I... I we all want to take a side in something, right? It's it, we're, it's, it's hot take city. Um, there's a show called First Take, which is hot takes, and it's mm. all it is. And you always have to pick a side. I saw both sides in this argument the whole time through. But I'm also glad it got done because I think he is a key piece moving forward. I think you're seeing that, listen, we've got a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal. Let's get as many good pieces around him as we can, at least in this four-year window. Tyler Boyd signed through 2023. Mixon now through 2024. And the way they structured the contract was brilliant. Because they can get out from underneath this in a couple, three years and not take two, a huge cap. In hell, two, two years. years and take a six mil cap hit. Yeah. But even three years, you're down to a four mil cap hit. Yep. It's brilliantly structured. Not the way bad they did at it. all. Um, because if he's still playing out the end of this contract, it's going to mean what? He's it's, a stud. He's playing well, and the team is playing well. And he's only 24. Correct. So he very, could, with, and he doesn't have the injury history exactly, of a lot of these guys. Exactly. So I think it was a great thing for them. But I think it did show, James, that they are trying to build every piece they can imaginally build around this four- or five-year window for Joe Burrow, hopefully longer, but at least this initial rookie contract deal. Absolutely, 100%. And I, I hope that this signifies that the coaching staff is going to expand Mixon's role and make him the focal point. Because I think for the past couple of years, he's been the most talented offensive player on this team. But 1,100 yards and, you know, 35 catches, that's not enough. He averaged 17 touches a game, or 17 carries a game last year, 20 touches total, and I think 19 touches the year before. That's not a lot for a leap back. Yeah, I need – the 17 carries is fine, but I need – I'm talking touches. Give me 25 touches. I I need five to eight catches. Like, that's Alvin Kamara. And not just in in check down stuff either. No. Let him run some routes. Design stuff, yeah, where Burrow, who's great at reading the field and seeing the field – AJ's covered, Boyd's covered, Ross is open, but I'm not going to throw it to him, so I'm going to hit Mixon right there. You see how or, I made Ross open? Or, or you, or you get, or you get the matchup you like, like like the Saints do, and do a great job with Kamara running routes. And, and that, and that's exactly what they should do. I don't recall uh, many times where I've watched Joe Mixon in a one-on-one situation and walked away like, man, that that linebacker made a good tackle. He right. usually makes the first guy miss. Get him in space. There were games last year he had six six carries against Seattle. He had under 10. And that was a weird. That, the yeah, games played that weird, stuff out very weird. But yeah. there, there was too many times last year where he was underutilizing games. And as much as you, you preface it as build around Joe Burrow, 
They've also built around Zach Taylor this offseason because he's the offensive guru. Mm -hmm. You get him Joe Burrow, your franchise tag A.J. Green, you add T. Higgins with John Ross and, and Tyler Boyd and on Tate, and then you go and you lock up Joe Mixon. They've also handed the keys over to, to Zach Taylor, who kind of got a free pass last year because of a lot of the stuff that went on. And now you're saying, okay, show us what you can do now, Zach Taylor. All right. Chad Brendel asked me this question on, on a show on 1530 Homer, and, and he said – what now is the expectancy for, for, for Zach Taylor? How long should the Bengals ride him out? And I said, I know the knee jerk's going to be if somehow they're 5-11 and 11 this year or it's not a good record of get rid of him. And I said, I almost let him, unless he's a disaster, unless you can really point to him and go, it's this guy's fault. I'd like to see him be allowed to mature with Joe Burrow. I'd like to see them. And the last thing I want to see is, this year, let's say five and eleven, but they've played they played well and you watch some good progress and you can just see they're a piece or two away, et cetera. And it wasn't he's making coaching blunders of bad timeouts and bad two minute warning decisions and all that that kind of stuff. The last thing I want to see for Joe Burrow is another coach next year, and then two years after that, now a third coach. I mean, I'd rather see these guys kind of mature together. Again, barring unless we can point at this coach and go, These guys are clowns. And I, I just don't know if that's gonna be the case. The minimum he needs to do. And I think he will, but the minimum he needs to do, you look at Arizona, he needs to be what Cliff Kingsbury was last year with uh, Kyler Murray. Mm -hmm. Just show, hey, I'm the guy for Burrow. We're not there yet. Our offensive line isn't there. Burrow's young. You know, there's a couple pieces. The defense, yeah, we added a lot, but it's still not there yet. But I'm the guy to get us there. And I think that's how Arizona feels today, whether mm -hmm. they're right or wrong. No, that's why I think you're right. Who knows? But that's how they feel. And and that's what I think it is for, for Zach Taylor this year. no. There could be a good five and eleven season, no question. But like, in honestly, there could be a bad five and eleven. No doubt, you know. Well, yeah, either way, and so that's the the key. How do we feel at the end? And I always go back to to oh four, and it was Carson Palmer's first year of starting back to back eight and eights to and, start. And you felt like at the end of that second year. Carson was ready, and that team was ready. Yes, and what they do the third year, and, and that's it. And so this year, the playoffs, they're starting Burrow. Yeah, they went to the playoffs, won the division. Uh, this year, they're starting Burrow, so it should fast track that a little bit. So instead of year two with Carson, mm -hmm. it should be year one with Burrow, where they're kind of setting the table for twenty twenty one. So and, we'll see if that's the and case. to your point. What did Arizona do this offseason because of how they played last year? DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Go get more weapons. I've I've said all along. I don't. I don't equate the Bengals' success this year to any number of wins or losses. I create. I, I sit there and There's I say. There's an eyeball test, yeah, too, right? I sit there and I say at the end of the year, if this team's ready to compete in 2021, then it's a successful year. And if we're at the end of 2020 and we're like, oh, man, like lost to Jacksonville or. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, if they that, go 2 and 14. And if it's, Sorry, if it's like. Yes. Yeah, right. or, if, or, if, or if the offense sputters down the stretch and you're like, man, we should be hitting our stride. Mm -hmm. If I'm questioning that at the end of the year, then I'm concerned. If I'm at the end of 2020, I'm like, man, 2021, if this team can add a piece or two in the offseason, they're ready to compete, and, listen, and it's going to be exciting. Then I'm happy about where the Bengals and Zach Taylor yeah, are. Yeah, and if you get 14, 15, 16 games from A.J. Green, John Ross, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, you, you better fancy a pretty good offense exactly. out of that. I mean, you better score you some better. Yeah. Yeah, because they didn't have that in Arizona last year. Right, right. They, you know, they don't have that in a lot of places. And, and they didn't have that last year on this team either. Right? No, and that's I mean, where so, I say. Yeah, and, and so that's the other part of right. this. They could go 5-11. and 11. But if it's Auden Tate and T. Higgins. And Alex Erickson. It, it, yeah, and, and maybe, you know, Boyd, and that's it. If those are like your three, well, there's no right. speed on the field. None. Right. right. And that's going to be really tough as an offensive play caller. And so, on the other side of that, if you have your weapons for a large part of the season and you're not seeing the offense progress, 
then you would question where you're at because as much as you say you let Zach Taylor go with Joe Burrow, if you're at the end of 2020 and you're like, I don't think he's the guy. Like we took a flyer on him, didn't have the head coaching experience, and you know you have a small window with Joe Burrow and the rest of this roster, then maybe you could look at it the other way and say, well, we got a small window. we got to find the right but guy now. You can't hesitate. Yeah, if there are – that's a good point. If if Zach, this is Zach's job this year to prove that he's the guy for Burrow. Yeah. If he cannot, if he did not do that, then I wouldn't blame the Bengals one bit because yeah, this if is, I'm going to do that, it's the time to do it. You're this right. will be an attractive job. Oh, oh Joe Burrow makes it. Oh man, I can walk into Joe Burrow. Yep. Oh, Joe let's, Mixon. Let's do. Yeah, oh, I, and there's a lot of other talent, but just Burrow alone. It's like oh, Burrow in year two. Yeah. A, a lot of established mm-hmm. coaches, offensive and defensive, would be uh, be willing to. To come to Cincinnati, no doubt. Right, we, we know the weakness on this team is probably the right side of the offensive line, and that, that's an issue. But I, I want to go to the other side of the ball. And they did make upgrades, obviously, on defense in theory, but one of those upgrades is in a sling because he had surgery in, in Trey Waynes. I, I start to look now and I wonder, man, that secondary, you thought it got better, but did it really? I mean, William Jackson had a good camp, and he has to play up in that contract year like his ass is on fire and he needs that contract. Mm-hmm. And I thought he had a great camp. Um, but Darius Phillips, who I, I want to watch take the next step, think I think he can. He's one of those guys I just wonder how how much can he stay on the field. I don't know enough about Mackenzie Alexander, although you look at his numbers, they weren't great last year. And then beyond that, if anybody gets hurt, yeah, man, oh, man, that secondary just all of a sudden goes, eh, especially the corner spot. And Mackenzie Alexander is replacing a, a serviceable player. I thought Dark was the Dark was the was, was really good yes. last year. Yeah. yeah, he's a good tackler. Mm-hmm. So he's one of your only good tacklers. Yes. And so you replaced him with a guy who's pretty much him, probably. You or know? P.W. Webb. Right? Or, 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 you know, something close to, to Dark was Um But, yeah, without Waynes, who I thought was going to be a better tackling, maybe a little bit better uh, with the ball in the air version of Dre. I didn't expect no him to be great. No, I expect him to be an upgrade over Dre Kirkpatrick. Yep. I think everybody expected that. And, and, and so you get rid of – you you move on there, and, and then Waynes gets injured, and it's – yeah, it's a question mark. I think Phillips' and, upside, and, and, and so say, Phillips may, upside might be higher than all of them. No question. And maybe you get lucky if he does play these games and does emerge because, I mean, four interceptions and 106 snaps, I don't care how you cut it. That's pretty damn productive. But no. there's a reason they paid Trey. No doubt. They you wanted know, an outside corner and, who was a starter in the league. And, and I don't reliable. Think, yes. And Darius, they do not feel, and they might say it now, but they didn't four months ago, not. feel that he was reliable. And that that is a concern. I do think the secondary will be better because I think Von Bell. Yeah, I think Von Bell will be a better it, tackler. He's going to crush people. I, I like him a lot. Yep. The, you, you talk about And tack- you see the attitude in to, practice. He, yep. he wants to tackle somebody He popped Gio multiple yes. times. I feel yes. bad for 25. He went down multiple times. He and, helps. And he's going to help. Your yep. guy Jesse Bates. He also helps the linebacking core. Yes, no doubt because he'll play in the box a lot. I think the I think the back end of the secondary is improved. Um, I think all eyes are on William Jackson. What William Jackson do you get? The guy that in his first year, you're like, man, he could be one of the best corners in the league. It's the whole theory of you you be the guy to shut down whatever side yep. that side he of the field. So nasty. You shut that right. guy down. He, he gave Antonio Brown prime yes. Brown mm-hmm. fits yes. in seventeen. Yeah. Made think, it really tough. But, think, it, but no doubt he's regressed the last two yeah. years. Some mm-hmm. of it injury-related, some of it performance-related. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for the defense as a whole as well, it's a lot of what we've seen and watched now of the unknown. Like, do we do we know that the linebacking core is going to be better tackling? Because we haven't seen them tackle. On paper, they're more, on, on paper, they're more athletic. 
watching them on the field, they move better yeah, they, they, than they, what they, they had are, last year. But, but I don't consider a 31-year-old journeyman adding athleticism. I, at least Everybody else does. What they drafted, yes, though. But, but you're not starting draft. either one of those rookies on day one. You're no. starting no. Pratt. But Jermaine Pratt was but better. Pratt's athletic. Yeah. Pratt's athletic yes, compared to what they've And I love their defensive line. If, if they can stay healthy, I love the defensive line. That's the key. If, he, Carl, if Carlos Dunlop decides to play at least 80% of the snaps hard, because yeah. when he still wants to play, he's dude's still really good. But yeah. But what they did on the interior as well for Gino. I mean, yes. DJ Reader, Mike Daniels, and company. I think and Andrew the, Brown had a great camp. I think the defensive line is going to be really good. It's just, again, there, there is, there's ways in the NFL to scheme around good defensive lines. And that's getting the ball out quick yep. and, and getting your one-on-one matchups. And in those instances, you have to make plays in space. And we don't know if that box has been checked yet. And that Yeah, that's a huge question mark. But I will say that's the key. To, if you want to alleviate pressure on the secondary, obviously William Jackson needs to play well. But if you have this lockdown corner in William who plays, let's say he's 90% of 2017, that'd be pretty damn good, right? If he, no doubt. If he, does, if he does that, I, I want him around in 2021. No question. Whether it's a franchise tag or a long-term I, deal. I agree with you. So let's say 90%. And the defensive line is what I think a lot of people, including myself, think it is. You feel pretty good about them, at least I do, piecing it together. As the season goes on, Logan Wilson – or one of these, you know, Akeem Davis Gaither, one of these guys is going to emerge. Yeah. It might take a couple weeks. But I don't think Davis Gaither is going to have any problem hitting people. No. I don't think Wilson is. No, in fact, we had a room after the scrimmage, the, the last Sunday scrimmage, said that, that Davis Gaither, they were doing kind of a, a three-quarter run drill, yeah. and he said he knocked somebody down and showed some physicality in that drill that kind of set the tone. Yeah, so I think he wants to hit some people. There are yeah. just There's just a lot of really good – backs in the NFL yep. and until you you could be the, the greatest college tackler in the world until you have a chance to do it on a live setting in the NFL when the bullets are flying and look I mean and, and I don't want to we won't jump ahead too much to the Chargers but you look at the Chargers on paper I know but they have a lot of question marks too especially on offense I mean is Austin Eckler I mean, Taylor's a journey right is Austin Eckler the guy and have we ever really seen what Keenan Allen is without Philip Rivers that's they're, the thing. And, and I've no, avoided no, Keenan no Allen Williams? in fantasy drafts. Yes, because of that. I'm right. like Mike Williams, Tyrod Taylor, no and Justin Williams. Herbert. Ooh. Like their offense, the the Chargers' offense is is coming and sputtering. I would almost, I almost come out disappointed if the Bengals don't capitalize Week One with a win. I, I'm kind of agreeing with you. I, I'm not having. I don't have a lot of expectations for Week Two in Cleveland. I do have quick a quick turnaround. Yeah, I do have a belief in this week. They can steal one. Feels like they I, should I, win. I expect the Bengals to be two and two after four weeks. How crazy is that? Yeah, no, I don't think that's out of the that's realm. That's Jags in this week against yeah. the Chargers. Yeah. No, they should win this game. They, I know there's no fans. Still have no. to travel three hours. No question. They, you know, they still have to get here. It's crazy because we we tend to react so quick at anything in sports. Um, but the difference of what two and two would feel like, and the difference of what one and three would feel like after four weeks for this team, no preseason would with, be with, with, huge, especially if that win is just over the Jags at right. home. It's like uh, yeah, ten whatever. to seven. Yeah, Gardner, right. you know, right. you keep like, Gardner Minshew yeah. bottled right. up because there there is a there's a case that this team could outlandishly be three and one, but I think two and two, like you said, is a realistic expectation realistic. because of what's coming in this week. No Derwin James. Yep question marks with their offense and what Tyrod Taylor can do. Eckler was great last year, but now Eckler's a... Tyrod Taylor's not beating you. His whole thing is he's just not going to make a lot of mistakes. But I guarantee that their game plan will be to find ways to get it to Eckler in space. And and you shouldn't come out of week one with Austin Eckler having more touches than Joe Mixon. Would you agree? I would totally agree. Yes. That's Well, that's the thing. With Joe in in this offense, you have to utilize it. Like, he's got to be... 
really your offense. I get it, Joe Burrow and all these other guys, but what's more important, Joe Mixon getting 24 touches? Touches. Mm -hmm. Right. Or A.J. Green getting 14 targets. Well, in, in a game like this. The former, for sure. In, in I a, think. In because game, it makes it easier on Burrow, makes it easier on your offensive I, line, I fear the all first, the other things. I fear the first target to A.J. Green, I'm going to be holding my breath whether he gets a second target. I think Green's more valuable if he's healthy. Well, it's, it's hold but, your, but we're just not there yet with this offensive line and with Burrow. That's it. It's hold your breath on A.J. Green. It's also hold your breath if it's third and ten and you're dropping back with Bosa coming against Bobby Hart. Mm -hmm. Right. How do you slow that down oh early in a game? God. You get the ball out quick. You get the ball out to your running back. Find your tight ends. Slow Bosa down, not because of what the offensive line can do, but because of Burrow and what we talked about. We can get the ball out quick. His feet are great. Let him utilize that early. Get some easy completions and slow that pass rush down. And I think it's fair to worry about Jonah, too. I mean, going against these guys. Yeah. I, look, he's he's got, been able to go up against Carl Lawson. One-on-one, -on -one he's been great. And Sam Dunlap Hubbard and, and Dunlap, Sam Hubbard. Yeah. And that's great. But, man, it's going to be tough week one to go up against these guys. It just is. There's going to be a couple moments where we're like, oh, and, and the learning thing I, I really, in talking the couple times we have to, to Jonah and, and, and yesterday as well, I, I think he's pretty honest with himself. I, I just, I, I think he feels ready and prepared and all of those things, but he also realizes he hasn't faced sure. a real live NFL rush. He hasn't taken a real live NFL snap yet. I think the good thing is, it's good and bad because the bad is that Joey Bosa will line up on both sides. He lined up almost 50-50 between yeah. right end and left end last year. That's uh, the good. question is, do I want him right, lining up at right end where I feel the potential of my left tackle to slow him down is better than the right tackle? Or do I want him to expose oh. my rookie left tackle and shake his if confidence I'm, in If I'm one, Joe right? Burrow, I'd rather see him coming yes. and beating yeah, his guy. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And look, and, and to your point, Jonah Williams has excelled in one-on-ones in training camp. Yeah, you've yes. watched a lot of that. Yes. What's going to be different is when there's 11 lined up and they overload that side. Because there's a lot of different looks that well, he's going to see live that he hasn't seen. He's going to take a false step and miss the, miss the wrong guy. Well, yeah, I mean, there's going to be an instance where he gets fooled and a linebacker shoots in and he's blocking the – I mean, it happens right. to everyone. It's going to happen to a guy that didn't play football last year. And then do we see more Gio Bernard week one because of the pass, pass blocking? blocking. I, think, I think you see it I, – I think – the point is, even though he didn't average a lot of touches last year, he averaged just literally five touches a game, which is just absurdly small. I went and back it should and looked. be that small. I went, I went back and looked. Maybe though. smaller than that, actually. Eh, not for what you're paying him. I, I think you got to give him care at least some touches. The one thing that, it, it, that did surprise me, because I asked that question, Jamal Singleton. You, you did, yeah. I, I, I went back and looked. He took part in 40% of the offensive snaps. I would have never believed that. If, if you'd have told me, because, again, I was doing it mostly touches. Mm -hmm. But I think it shows that he was in on a lot of third downs where we didn't notice him, because guess what he had to do? He had to pass block. block. Yep. And I think you may see some of that on third and eights. And I'm fine with that. You want to put him in there instead of Joe on third and eights? I'm okay with that. Especially if you're running AJ. Yes. You know, four, Boyd, four, Tate, four, Ross. Yeah, four in the package and he's in there to pass block. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because he's I, really good at it. By the way, real quick, this is off topic. What, what receivers are going to be inactive this week? Whew. I think Mike Thomas is probably is, inactive. Is T. Higgins active? That's a legitimate question, too. It, it obviously is going to depend on, on – I still am questioning whether A.J. plays this week or not until I see practice. Really? Yeah, I, I'm probably going to be wrong. I think he will play. I think it would be impossible because they've kind of milked it to get him to oh, Sunday. Over, under on A.J. AJ games played this year, one. <laughs> I'm going to go – I'm, I'm, I'm going to go you. You actually I'm did – before you. during the break, you actually did suggest over, under for A.J. snaps. Yesterday, uh, Zach Taylor was asked about that and said, you know, in a 70-snap game, he said 55, he pulled 55 out of there. 55 is a lot. I think the one good thing about this receiving core is you can keep guys fresh. Mm -hmm. You can run John Ross 
down the field, stretch the field, and then go, John, come off for a second. Let's put somebody else in. You can do that with A.J. Green on a couple of plays and put him on a pitch count. I'm fine with that. I have no problem with that with this receiving core. Do you? I think that's the key to keeping everybody healthy. Yeah. Let's maximize yeah. number 18 by making him extremely efficient. If it's 35 snaps. Make it a good 35 snaps. He's still getting 8 to 10 targets. Right, yeah. right. Right early on, and I think that target number should increase if he stays healthy. But, you know, if Ross gets – Again, 30 to 35 snaps. He doesn't need 10 targets. He needs four targets. Yes. And because he can make a game change. Right. Yeah. Two slants, uh, you know, what, one or two deep balls. One double and, move and go. In, yeah. in, a, in a screen. So, yeah, I, I think that's the way to to maximize the efficiency of this offense, keep everybody upright. As a quarterback, how hard is that if you have a bunch of guys? That's a great question, yeah. Um, the hardest part is that you haven't had the chance in the offseason to be on the same page with everyone. And I know that Joe Burrow has talked about, uh, yeah. well, all I needed was to see him one-on-one. No, no there's, there's different when the defense is out there. But what I think is interesting, and I'm mad at myself because I don't have the stat in front of me, but I used it a ton in the offseason, the Joe Burrow success rate from his junior year to senior year was the five-man protection yes. change. Yes. It was like something like 83% his senior year they went five-man protection. Which, which means, you can't do in the NFL. Right. But, you're just, but, you can't do that. But – utilize what Joe Burrow was best at, which was what? Spreading the ball around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four receiver sets. Yep. It's hard to do when your offensive line is struggling. So maybe And you're keeping and, a tight end right. and a back end to block. Right. And the crazy part route. is though is the LSU offensive line wasn't great. So at, at times but but at times you can't you can't run four receivers in the NFL sure. as much as you'd like to. So how does Joe Burrow take the next step mm-hmm. on two and three man routes? Because his greatness was spreading the ball out, eyes here Looking back one way, um, accuracy, ball placement, timing. That's different when it's just two or three guys on the route because you can't run as many five-man protections, one in the NFL and two with the Bengals' offensive line right now. I think we'll we'll see, and I'm interested to see this. We know he trusts Auden Tate in contested situations. Yes. Does he trust AJ yet? Does he? Because he hasn't had a chance to do that yet. Yeah. Right. Does he throw it up? And he'll put it in a spot where only Green can get it usually. But does he trust him to do that? I think that's a, yeah. You're, be an he fully thing. trusts Auden Tate, and oh, yet yeah. Auden Tate isn't going to probably get ten to fifteen snaps, right? And that's well, exactly. And that's why you wonder because his rapport is with Boyd, Thomas, and Tate. That's right. Yeah. So do, are they? And Mike Thomas, they I mentioned, might be one of the inactive guys. Yeah. Do they try to make those guys active because of that, just in case? Which is which is why you take this stuff that they say about oh, I just need him in one on ones, and you throw it out the window. No question. Because it's AJ Green's going to be on the field, right? It's one thing in practice to try to throw this ball up to Auden Tate, and if it gets picked, it gets picked. Note to self: Don't do that again. <laughs> yeah, it's another thing to say in in a live game situation. Do I take that risk? Am I taking that risk? And then you don't, and you pass up that opportunity again. And Bosa's coming, right? Again, we we've talked live reps all throughout the offseason, all throughout training camp. We'll see week one where the, the trust level is. All right, two, two final questions. One Bengals-related, one NFL-related. Bengals-related. Uh, give, give me a record if you've got one, James. Seven and nine. I, I've been adamant about this. I know that's very – It's optimistic. I think it's very optimistic. Heck, I've, I, I've had fans say I was pessimistic with seven and nine, which is insane. Well, uh, fan, I think, fans think at any point in time when you have somebody like a Joe Burrow, you're going to automatically go 12 and four. Yeah, and, I, it just and, and, and I think seven and nine. But the key is, is getting off to that two and two start. Yeah. If they get off to a two and two start like I think, then I think seven, it's about right because I think they can handle business probably against Cleveland at home, mm-hmm. so that that's a win in the division. I think they can split with Pittsburgh. They'll get swept probably by Baltimore yes. unless Baltimore's got it wrapped up week seventeen. So yeah, I have them seven. And which nine. in the NFL is different this year because only one team gets that bye. That's right. Which is huge. I think six and ten. 
I'm going to go six and ten as well. I don't think James is far off. Um, I just don't see this as a four win team. If it's healthy, it's just got too much, too much, too, too much, many better parts yeah, to be a four and twelve team. There's an optimistic side of me that says eight and eight. Yeah, there's be not a there's possibility. A, I'm the same way. Just if the season unfolds and Burrow is even better than I think, and again, I'm I'm in that camp that thinks he's going to be really good, but I also know what rookie quarterbacks do and don't do in this league. But if he's even better than what I think, and you do get him protected, and you do keep AJ and John Ross and in, in, in the main parts healthy, and I do see one of those young young linebackers emerge, then the optimistic side of me does think eight and there's a possible. And there's a point you also go back to, you know, Peyton Manning threw 28 interceptions as a rookie. Yeah. Why? Because the the later part of the season they weren't really playing for anything, and you can try to make some. Okay, I'm going to see if I can fit this pass yes. in, or I'm going to give this yes. guy a chance. The Bengals start off slow. You're you're not playing for playoffs. You're you're playing to, to, to see what you can yeah. do and you and develop. And at that point, maybe you lose a couple down the stretch. But if they're competitive, like we said, two and two, something like that, out of the gate in the first four, I, I, eight and eight is a realistic possibility. And I think this team has much more than that Colts team did way back. Oh, no doubt. No, no question. Oh yeah. No question. So. Yeah. No doubt about that. All right. Lastly, Kansas City or the field to win the Super Bowl. The field. Tom Brady's part of the field. The field. Tom Brady's pretty juicy price at like 11 or 12 to 1. For MVP? No, 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 no. I meant the, the Tampa, Tampa oh, one. Tam- yeah. yeah. It's a pretty nice price. I, I think so, too. I, I, I think they're loaded. I like the Chiefs. You're wild. The only, only, I, I would always take and, the field. Yeah, only and, because of this offseason. Yes, and the continuity they yes. have. That's so, the so part that, for me that I they like. They brought yeah, back but, everybody for but, a reason. But and that, they, go ahead. And they added arguably a rookie of the year the candidate. Thing is, I, th- I, think they're, I think they're 4 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I think the next best odd or next lowest odd is 10. To me, the ten to one plus probably take a couple of teams there is better value to me, and I'm with you. I, I'm, if you gave me Chiefs for the field, just head up as a straight up bet. I think I would take the Chiefs. Um, there's value in the field, but, but there's questions in the but field. But there, there's some there's some teams in that field, like I mentioned, Tampa's twelve to one, fourteen to one, depending on where you shop. I think I might have to roll the dice on that. I think Baltimore has a better roster. Than is the there Chiefs. more questions in Baltimore there, or, or Kansas City? Uh, well, they, they have pretty good. Con- quite, I think they got pretty good continuity. Although they lost a couple of offensive linemen, but, but, but they're part is, of the field is, too. Does Lamar take the next step? But, but I know where Mahomes is. Th- that's fine, and they're part of the field too. Uh, here's what I'll no, say. Right, yeah. I'll just remind you: a year ago, the Patriots started eight and eight, and everyone thought that they were going to roll. Like, I early on, Kansas City might look like a world beater. It is really tough. I think back to the the Packers when they won the Super Bowl. The next year, they went fifteen and one. And then they lost in, I think it was the second round. Like, right. it's tough. No, no, only, re- repeating in the league is it, almost impossible. It's tough. But I so, think the key is the way this offseason played out, and that's the one team that has probably the best continuity with arguably the best player in the game. But that's my Tampa concern is just the lack of continuity to this point. You're bringing in a bunch of new pieces. Um, I know oh, what I like New Orleans, in the New Orleans, know, New Orleans feels like it's like the last hurrah. And they're six. Like they went out, I believe. That's went out and they tried to get too. they tried to get Jadavion Clowney. Because it, let me, let me say this: the, the other part too is I think we can agree with this. I think there are only legitimately two teams that can come out of the AFC. Now maybe somebody sneaks, but I think Kansas City and Baltimore. And I can't take another team that I like to come out of the. You AFC. don't like the Bengals? Um, no, I'm sorry, I don't. Oh, okay. The NFC though. Buffalo. No. New no. England. No. <laughs> no. Tony's boy Cam. Hey, come Cam. on. I, Cam I and Edelman. Cam. Cam and Edelman. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give them for an over-under of playing 20 games total between the two of them. Um, Cam wow. But the NFC, even though San Francisco still has a lot of good pieces, it just felt like everything fell together the right way for them. There's just so many other good teams in the NFC that I can. That's where I can 
maybe find some value on that side of the equation. I mean, Dallas is going to be good. Philly's going to be good. At good I, prices. Tampa. Well, Philly's offensive line worries me with all the injuries. Jason James. Peters is better than any line in the Bengals have. James, do you know who the most— Playing com- guard? You know no, who, he's, he's they, back. They moved him to they left moved, tackle. They moved him back to left By tackle? By the way, we talked about it for yep. all offseason. They should have signed Do you know him. who the most impressive player at 49ers camp was? Yeah. The Trent guy Williams. we wanted— Trent Williams. Wow. What did what did they what did they trade for? Nothing. Him? Next to nothing. A, a second or a third rounder? Wasn't much. Oh mm. man. Wasn't much, that's for sure. How good is it that the NFL is back though? It is good that it's back. Got a man. fantasy football draft tonight. Man. Got a couple fantasy I've leagues. Had a bunch of fantasy football. Can't drafts. wait to put together a couple teasers for this I weekend. I will say this. As much as I enjoy fantasy football, I like the FanDuel DraftKings stuff even just as much. Do you? Because, really? I don't. because I don't get locked in if I have a player that I like goes being down locked in better, though. I, I, I'm too more, much, I'm too more much invested. For me. Yeah, I, I, I like the daily, and I do it. But it's, man, it, one, it's tough. I was going to say, it feels like a lot of work. And you're competing with people no, you that, can, you that, can have, do. that have algorithms out the yin-yang that you have no chance to play No, I have, I have a group of friends that we threw away our fantasy, and we do. You could you could set it as a league of 10 to 12. Let me get in there. And you do the weekly. I'll get in. Okay. I'm going to dominate you. Oh, By the way, are we? Uh, we we'll, 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 we'll talk about our NFL picks later. Are we doing that this year? Yeah. We'll All right, there you go. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate Thanks. it. Have this a good week. Fun. Yes, it was. Season five. Season two. five, episode two. The Yankee quarterbacks for James Rapine of SI.com. The real quarterback, Tony Pike. John Ross. I'm Richard Skinner. Thanks for being here. Two games. John Ross games. Studio. It's open. From the John Ross May Get Injured at Any Point Studio, Haters. this has been the Angry Quarterbacks from ESP Media. The back for Monday night time.